Hello, dear fakers, and welcome to another mini-sode of Fake Ritual, a fool's guide to pop culture and the occult. I'm your host, Lucas Sloppy, and with me today is returning guest. She is a Pittsburgh-based illustrator, a educator, mother, astrologer, as well as a card reader. It is Maggie Lynn Negretti. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, fake ritual fans. Thank you, Lucas. Always happy to be here. Hell yeah. Uh, Well, our topic today is folk horror, the genre of horror known as folk horror. Yes, so good. Uh, What is folk horror? Well, just off of Wikipedia... Uh, it says folk horror is a subgenre. <laughs> folk horror is a subgenre of horror film for cinema or television that uses elements of folklore to invo- invoke fear in its audience. Well, pretty straightforward there. Typical elements include a rural setting and themes of isolation, religion, the power of nature, and the potential darkness of rural landscapes. So, Maggie. Why did you want to talk about folk horror for this minisode? What is the relevance? Why do you love it? And, you know, why should people give a fuck? Well, I'm a huge fan of mythology. I'm a huge fan of, obviously, I'm a witch, a eclectic path. So I just love the stories of, of the old gods, of land-based spirits. Um, those are really what excite me. So, of course, as a horror fan as well, Blending them together. Oh, yeah. Chef's kiss. Yes, I would have um, to agree. And I've really been seeing a lot more of it lately, which is exciting to me. We are kind of... Horror always kind of shows us what our collective fears are. And seeing the rise of folk horror makes me think that people are definitely a little scared of the rise of the popularity of astrology and paganism and witchcraft. People returning to these you know, older, so to speak, spiritualities and that collective anxiety of like, oh, what if a demon is about to suck in my child because they're playing with candles and crystals? I know it's sometimes too indicative of the problem with occultism in film and television and pop culture in general is that it's almost always relegated to horror, yeah, uh, the horror genre and... Some, for better or for worse, because, yeah, sometimes I feel like it does, even if, you know, something like 2015's The Witch, like I'm sure, mm-hmm. uh, what is it, Robert Eggers? Yes. Uh, he pro- he seems like a dude that's, like, into, you know, probably some occult stuff and is, like, pro that. But, you know, sometimes these films, like you're saying, can be taken in a way that discourages exploration in those realms, but... I suppose horror, that's, we're horror fans, so, like, stuff's <laughs> made late. for us. We understand, you know, I cheer, uh, like, at the end of Texas Chainsaw Massacre whenever, yes, like, I do too. when Leatherface is swinging the chainsaw, I'm like, woo, 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 let's go. So, I think, yeah, that's, for the uninitiated, it might be a deterrent, but for the initiated, well, I'm, like, slurring my words over this bubble water. But uh, for the initiated, it's like, bring it on. Like, I ain't scared of nothing. And, you know, I'm going to cheer for the evil god that has been the witch. released. The witch. The yeah. witch, yeah. Or for, yeah, uh, Florence Pugh's character in Midsummer. you know, like, right. yeah, the you're the flower queen of, now. Like, yeah. bye-bye, bad boyfriend. <laughs> Ari Aster definitely is doing a lot for horror, especially 
tying into folk horror too. Yeah. Uh, well, this is a good place to get into. We both brought uh, two of our favorite, or at least uh, some you know things we've been thinking about lately. Folk horror. I have two movies. You have two television shows. Right. Uh, so. Yeah, I have. Um... Yeah, Maggie, why don't you start? And then we'll just go back and forth. And, cool. I yeah. love it. Um, I watch a ton of t- television. I obviously prefer the genre. So Netflix has been giving me a lot of international shows, which has been awesome because they also have folk horror. It's not just Americans watching folk horror. I, it's definitely something for uh, kind of that. Uh, what am I trying to say? Some. A good thing about the genre is that it really does ask any culture that is making a folk horror movie or a folk... It begs you to use something that you know, that is from your region, that you can speak to. It's really not... It doesn't work if it's somebody co-opting a culture. It You can kind of sense it. It works when it's coming from someone who is doing a service to these stories and to these Because so much of the, the mythology, because so much of these, like spirits that we're working with are land-based right Mm -hmm. inherently like traditionally we're based on you know the mountain or the valley that you lived in and the gods of those places the protector spirits uh so getting to see some other regions and i'm gonna talk about a french tv show and then a an egyptian one so very different locations, very different landscapes, but still have this land uh, and landscape environmental theme. So that's where, um, so on. these are both Netflix shows. Okay. Uh, Black Spot is the first one I'm going to talk about. It's a French show. And it basically starts off with a, a, a girl is missing in the woods in this very rural, remote French town. And it, they're surrounded by basically unspoiled woodland, some of the only in the region. And so this is important because, you know, ultimately in the show, what is revealed is the supernatural element, right? There's forces at play in this town that have to deal with politics and and profit. But there's also an ancient spirit that lives in that woods that protects the woods. And that's an element at play. Uh, and so I I really like this show because you kind of get into Celtic mythologies of like Green Man and uh, you they flash back to Roman times, really showing the like just the the history that this land has and the mm-hmm. people are kind of what is the X factor that doesn't really matter. They're the sacrifices yes. and attendance of this space. So I really have been enjoying, I really enjoyed that show. There's two seasons of it. Um, Yeah, totally fun because it balances the like, oh, it's a cop show with a small town vibe. Yeah. But also there's there's something in the woods. Yeah, I like what you're saying too. Uh, Like mythologies change over time, but it, you know, by studying them, you start to see that like, even though they have different names for different gods and different cultures, you know, if they're from the same land, like you had the Romans on the British Isles and then the Celts on the British mm-hmm, Isles, like mm-hmm. the names might change, but it's interesting to see how the, often the, 
core like elemental nature of those beings sort of stays similar mm-hmm, and that's what's mm-hmm. you know it's it in my understanding of mythology or at least how i like to view it is like these things can still be invoked and worshipped but not necessarily because they are real in you know an empirical sense but they're real in like a symbolic sense well, because they spot- it's, it's literal. Yes. Spoilers. It's yeah. literal. It wouldn't be a horror movie if it was just like, oh, wow. How yeah. scary is this symbolism? <laughs> right. How scary is the collective energy of these <laughs> stones? No, um, <laughs> I feel you. But so, yeah, this was a really great show. Highly recommend, especially if you if you do have a soft spot for kind of a cop drama small town oh yeah and yeah let's just let's just stay on the tv realm and yeah give us that second recommendation and then i'll hit the fakers with a couple movies they could check out so the other show that uh coming from egypt is called paranormal and it the main character refat is a doctor and he's also like a teaching doctor so he's you know very specialized Mm -hmm. super man of science nerdy dude and he is completely like shut off to his emotions. Yeah, the people like a, around him sounds like a doctor, <laughs> and and in spiritual nature. Yeah, and he very empirical, I assume. It, it, exactly. Very, yeah, materialist, and but he is very sensitive to to paranormal things. Whether he has he experienced them from a chi- from an early childhood. And so that's part of what cool. he shut himself off Almost to. Almost like a skeptic and that yes. is a medium or something. And so because this is taking place in Egypt, you know, dealing with like their folk culture, their their gods of old, you know, the first thing that comes up is a tomb being opened and now there's like this black cloud and like suddenly this ghost is appearing. Like you deal with some of these... Uh, um, what would be really like cultural ties for people in Egypt? Where for me, I'm like, oh, what's up with that? Yeah. For them, like, I know that kind of what we, you know, there's a character that's almost like a siren or a banshee, but you know, they have that in their culture. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they have, you know, that character comes out, and that's part of the story. Um, there's scenes where they're traveling through the desert because that's the mm-hmm, landscape mm-hmm. and dealing with the the creatures and the some <laughs> there's one episode where I don't know, spoiler alert creature ends up being something maybe not as scary as you expect okay but part of the there's a definite like heightened fear because of the people who live in this desert community and their fear of this creature yes. Um, so I, I like paranormal. It's very fun, like pulpy kind of really broadly drawn, um, very, uh, you know, a little overly dramatic. I love a good kind of syrupy, uh, horror. But it seems like what you're not getting, which is typical to a lot of B horror is just like I was saying earlier that like co-opted, you know, whitewashed. Americanized version right, of yeah. scary Egypt and what would be scary about it, which like this right. seems to actually, despite its B movie quality, at least intrigues you on the level of you're going to actually learn about real Egyptian folklore rather than just right. oh, 
you know, I saw Brendan Tra- Fraser in The Mummy, and that, I guess, is, you know, how they think, you know, like, Exactly. That it's not, it's not like a colonial, that I'm going to go grave rob. That it's too. like, I need to save my fiancé from this ancient curse. <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> and I have, I'm accepting the mythologies and the stories of my people as true now and believing in yeah modernity versus like ancient cultures and kind of especially in a place like egypt and it's fun because they they blend it a little like oh he has to find this mythic flower to save her from this spiritual curse but he uses science to like oh cool very make an antidote yeah so it's I, I appreciate it. It's fun, and it's nice to... See, again, it's interesting to see folk horror from another another cultural perspective. Yeah, that sounds rad. Those both sound great. Well, fakers, go check out Black Spot. And Paranormal. And Paranormal. And I've got to... I've got to be upset, though, because there's already a show called Supernatural. Yes. And then there's a show called Paranormal, which makes my Google searches very hard. Like, when I type in... Paranormal movies. You want to. So the main (laughs) character's name is spelled R E F A A T, Refat. Okay. Yeah. So look for that guy. (laughs) Yeah, look for that guy. (laughs) Look for a guy with a big mustache. Ooh. And he's kind of balding. That's the best part. Our hero is like kind of ugly. Oh, perfect. (laughs) I love a good ugly hero. Like, well, we're from Pittsburgh, so you know, uh, Tom Atkins of. He's not ugly. In the traditional sense, he is not. No, a... he's not. He's like Mr. Square Jaw. Pockmarked face. Wrinkly. He's not a leading man no, by Hollywood I mean, standards. I, I mean, sure. I mean, sure. in that sense. But we, as Pittsburgh people, understand an ugly leading man. I mean, they're not ugly. Sorry, but, Tom, you know. if you're listening, I think you're rugged. and. <laughs> I said you had a square jaw. Yeah, she said you had a square jaw. But, all right, now now it's time for my recommendations, and I just went a little, you know, tried to weave between something people might have heard of, but things that are also are a little obscure. So, my first recommendation is what could we consider maybe the first folk horror movie, and that is 1922's Haxon, which is presented as sort of a documentary about witchcraft throughout the ages, you know, in, in Europe, uh... And it's just all these different vignettes. Uh, and then, you know, like any silent film, it just has this quality to it that is sort of uncanny and unnerving as you watch it. But also, if you are into occult stuff, the things that they're presenting as like bad and things that are supposed to, you know, maybe scare a more uh, conservative viewership is actually is going to make people like me and you like get up on our seats and cheer. Like when they <laughs> kiss the devil's butt, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd do that. I would do that. They somehow make it beautiful. They somehow make it beautiful. It is. It's a beautiful film. Uh, I had the privilege of seeing it at the now defunct Hollywood Theater in Pittsburgh. I got to see it. it. Um, well, it's it's, it's like least, the, it's not, it is a shadow of its former self. Yes, just that's say. the way to put it. Uh, but I got to see it with an accompanying live improvised soundtrack provided by Pittsburgh Modular Synthesizer. I always wanted, I and always wanted to do it that. it was dope. And I just wanted to let people know this is a uh, this is a great movie to have for parties because the imagery is constantly engaging and like put it on in the background, 
put whatever music you want on over it. And like, it's great for a party to just look up and see, you know, little dancing people, uh, you know, little dancing piglets or, uh, you know, babies being sacrificed that, you know, look like baby dolls. And I don't know. It's just, uh, a fun folk frolic. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's, it's so beautiful. beautiful. And I bet you, I feel like it's probably on YouTube. Like those old silent films are. Yeah, there's I feel like the no copyrights one owns usually. Those. Yeah, no one owns them. But seek that one out if you already haven't Classic. seen it. H A X A N with a little umlaut over the first A. So I guess it's Hoxen. I don't know how to do umlauts. <laughs> Sorry, German listeners. Uh, I do actually, speaking of Celtic things, I. My, like, the only European city that i have high numbers in for the show dublin ireland so real quick well you know, before we move on shouts out dublin <laughs> and my final suggestion recommendation is not set in ireland it is set in i believe i don't even know if it tells you but it feels very like great plains maybe yeah, or just... also kind of mountainous. I mean, it's sort of a generic rural region, but it's Pumpkinhead. 1988's Pumpkinhead, starring Lance Henriksen, one of the greatest character actors of all time, from Aliens fame and that old TV show 24. Uh, Is that considered old now? I guess, or no, Millennium. Millennium, <laughs> was in, not 24. But anyways, it basically is about... Yeah, Lance Henriksen and his son live out in kind of the backwoods, and then these teenagers show up to ride dirt bikes, and inadvertently, they kill his son. Mm. It is actually a incre- the the moment in the film when Lance they're apologizing for what they did to his son. You know that he doesn't quite. They know they've hurt him. They don't know he's dead yet. But the look Lance Henrik gives them when I, basically it just says like. I am going to summon an ancient demon <laughs> to hunt you down if I can. And let me tell you, he does. This film also features one of the greatest, like, backwoods witch huts, like, I've ever seen. Uh, and, yeah, just the creature work for Pumpkinhead himself as well is incredible. He's like this so bent-backed, tall-ass, backward-legged... Like half smiling, slimy yet dry, lurking, uh, slimy hulking. Yet dry. <laughs> I don't know, but slimy yet I mean, just look up a picture of him, and you'll probably be like, "Oh yeah, I remember looking at the back of a VHS tape in Hollywood Video and shitting myself seeing this." But it also, I love the creature because every time he's on screen, it's he's accompanied by this like cicada sound, which anyone mm. from Western PA. Mm. Kind of can relate that to at least, you know, that the fear of the woods and kind of those noises, things that go bump well, in the like night. it's deafening. Right? It is, yeah. It's constant and, you know, sort of ear Disorienting. But yeah, those are my recommendations. We have Haxon and Pumpkinhead, so. Beautiful. Folklore. Well, any final thoughts on folklore? Well, I'm just, I'm excited to see what comes out next, right? Yes. Like. It, every not... time a new folk horror movie drops, I have to see it and i feel like i always take away something new or at least from yeah, a like mythological getting, standpoint something new to research you right. know how we're much of that was some, real like really great new flicks and i'm just i oh 
I haven't seen the the new Eggers with Bjork, where she's an Icelandic. Ah, yes, the I haven't Northmen. seen that one. The Northman. I'm sure Talk- it has at least Ooh. some elements of folklore. It doesn't seem to be entirely a folklore film, but but still, I'm even the, even his that. movie, The Lighthouse, featured you know kind of like mermaid. Like there were yeah. elements of yeah. at least trying to take what. Of the time period was considered well, these, you know, the stories, folkloric stories. Yeah, the stories that, you know... These seamen told. Or, were told you know. around the campfires mm-hmm. and kind of put that little... Make your hair raise up. Yes. There's something innately human about those sort of stories that doesn't matter when you tell them, they will make you prickle. Especially when you're out in the middle of nowhere. It's dark. Yeah, when you're camping and you've just watched like a movie like Pumpkinhead or, you know, anything like that, or you're visiting some small town, it can definitely, uh, it's definitely grounds for some intrusive thinking. But, uh, well, before we get to saying goodbye, I just want to let you know if you were in, if you're into full core, we have at least a couple other minisodes you could check out, uh. I did an episode, uh, on the film Hagazusa with Albert C. Hall, as well as an episode on changelings and changeling movies with uh, Ghoul on Ghoul podcast. And also, just make sure you go check out uh, Maggie Linegretti's first appearance on the show very early on. She was, I believe, my fourth guest. Uh, We talked about occultism for kids. Lots of, you know, fairy tales. Fairy tales, yeah. It's, they they get twisted. That's part of the folklore. It is. See, there's a consistent... There's consistency at Fake Ritual, okay? So... Take that, detractors. I don't know. I always end up yelling at the audience for for no apparent reason. But, Maggie, will you counteract my aggression with uh, a peaceful uh, telling of where the fakers can follow you and find you and anything you want to promote? Well, I, can I can I have a like a, can I do my little final note like final note? Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, final, final thought, Jerry Springer. About, final sorry, thought. final thought. Yeah. Final thought, if you are a witch-curious person and interested in, like, dabbling in a cult, don't let these movies scare you. Yes. They're, like, they're very broadly drawn, like, don't summon demons, like, just don't. Yeah, and you know, magic <laughs> is wild, so it yeah, needs to be respected. Like, yeah, if, if, exactly. if there's any message you're taking, it's like these things aren't meant to be just have, dabbled in and fucked with. You should at least have reverence for. Yeah, have yeah, have reverence for the spirits. Have reverence for the land. Boom. Follow me uh, for more astrology and witchy insights at La Mama Magia. That's L A M A M A M A G I A. On Instagram. Oh, you can follow us on Instagram at Fake Ritual. Uh, yeah, tell us what your favorite folk horror movies are. And also, you know, rate, review, subscribe wherever you're listening to this right now. Stop what you're doing. Rate, review, subscribe. And I'll love you forever. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's uh, so fun. But yeah, other than that, just remember, fakers... God bless America. Ooh, no. <laughs> Remember, uh, yeah, the there were plenty of there were there were things here before Christianity. So right, no, right, exactly. Don't yeah. like, I said Remember that. satirically. Yes. All right.